Welcome to the Voyage LA podcast, where we interview the brightest and most inspiring entrepreneurs, artists, and creatives from in and around the LA area. Our host, Gotham, is hosting a panel with a few of our content partners. Content partners help Voyage in so many ways, from sponsoring our mission, spreading the word about the work that we do, and collaborating with us on content like this. And so with no further ado, here's Gotham. Welcome, everybody. It's a good day to make it a good day, and I've got an exciting individual here that we're going to get to know. So thank you for joining me at Voyage LA. I'm your host, Cutha Mullet, and alongside with me, I have Miss Rachel. Rachel, do me a favor. Introduce yourself a little bit and tell us exactly what you do. All right. Hello. Nice to meet you all. Thank you for having me. And my name is Rachel Svoboda. And I was just saying that Svoboda is actually a Czechoslovakian heritage and it means freedom. So right. Rachel Svoboda, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a multipreneur. I own a marketing agency called the Sunday Brunch Agency. Um, I have a spirits company called Lynx, which is a uh, Lynx Bourbon. It's the first bourbon made by an all-female team. I also own a company called the Young Entrepreneur Syndicate, which is a mentoring and coaching and curriculum program to teach high school kids and young adults how to become good entrepreneurs. And I'm a recent best-selling author of the new book, Grit and Grace, which is a woman's guide to empowerment, personal development, business leadership, and success. And I'm a single mother of two children. (laughs) First question right off the bat, it's going to be a real tough one for you. I'm going to to hit you hard. And that is, when do you sleep? (laughs) You know, why don't I get asked that so often? It's all right. So um, here's a quote. But in all fairness, Rick, but in all fairness, Rachel, what really does inspire you to be a multipreneur? All right. So, you know, I think that when I was uh, growing up, I really wanted to be I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to have my freedom, my independence, leadership. I wanted to work in business. And um, I wasn't really sure what that meant. And I, I talk about my journey in, in the book, a lot about it. But um, I've, I love building businesses that empower people. And the first thing I need to do is build a business that empowered me. So once I was an empowered wow. person, then, you know, the marketing company allows me to help other people build their businesses, which brings me a lot of great joy. And I love this quote by Angela Duckworth. She says, grit is living life like it's a marathon, not a sprint. That's right. That's right. Concentration, right? So in in, in building your company, your your first company for that matter, uh, the full service at, uh, uh, marketing company. How did you go about defining your brand identity and who are your preferred clients? All right. So the Sunday Brunch Agency was started in 2016, very near and dear to my heart, because at the time, um, the first thing I had to do was pick a name for it, right? And how many companies are just named after the founder, right? And I, I felt like I had been in marketing for over 20 years. I'd worked at Saatchi and Saatchi, and I'd worked at some of the other big agencies in Los Angeles. And I I, I had seen clients struggle over the years. They didn't want to work on their marketing. It had kind of like this negative, like, oh, I got to work on you know, my brand or my marketing. Ugh. And I felt like whenever someone says, hey, do you want to go to Sunday brunch? Everyone immediately says, oh, yes, let's go to brunch. What a great idea. And so I wanted a company that was named after something people had a positive connection with. And you right. always you always need a good idea in marketing. So first was coming up with the name and the energy and the spirit of the company. And then it was about filling the team member, 
filling the team with people who were the right um, the right caliber of people to bring this to life. So in 2016, when I started the company, we decided to be a virtual company. And this was before it was trendy or even a coin wow. for us to be virtual. We decided we hated having to go into an office. We didn't want the butts and seats rules. We wanted unlimited PTO. So collectively with my team, I said, all right, let's make this the best company out there. So we did. And so back when COVID hit, it really was business as usual for us. We were able to, you know, keep on working and we were already used to being remote. We have employees that live in, you know, Minnesota and Ohio and Colorado and Montana and Orange County, which is where we're headquartered. So we, we have a great culture, very supportive. Um, you know, we really champion, um, kind of people's passions and their professional excellence. So you asked what kind of clients we work with. And uh, the barrier to becoming a Sunday Brunch agency client is somebody on the team has to really feel passionate about your business. We want to be able to say that we are thinking proactively about you and your business as if it was our own, right? So let's say I've got a client who is, you know, really into like, she's a foodie, right? So she'll work on like our food and beverage and restaurant clients. I have another uh, team member who loves health and wellness and beauty. So she's working on, you know, spas and hotels and those clients, right? And at any given time, we'll, we have a roster of about 30 clients at a time. And 99% of those come from referrals. Wow. That's excellent. That's excellent. Let me ask you something. When it goes about to about marketing and you've got the bourbon company as well, right? So let's say you're your own client. Okay. What strategies have you used to improve your marketing for not only links, but as well as for your own advertising agency? Yeah. Just the ways. Yeah. So, so with Sunday brunch, we, we really cover the gamut of services. Our services range from, you know, strategic, um, you know, branding and strategy and competitive to logos and website building and flyers, events, public relations, press releases, you know, all the different services. Because businesses, I believe, at different times in their growth um, journey need different services. So we'll come in and be able to grow with clients, which I really like. Now, thinking about Link's Bourbon, when that was getting started, it was a it was amazing because I was on a, actually on a bike ride with my dad. And I said, you know, I love having a service-based business, but I'd really like to own a product. And he was like, well, what's something that you're passionate about? And I thought about it and I said, well, I like fitness and exercise and I, I like drinking. And so he goes, well, why don't you pick something in one of those, you know, industries? So then I, a short while later, I was shopping for a gift for a friend and I was at a liquor store looking for a bottle of bourbon. She was a bourbon fan. And all the bourbons were very masculine and traditional machismo. And I was like, well, this is not going to work. And I was thinking, I had a couple girlfriends who had started spa girl cocktails and skinny girl cocktails. And I had seen them do well in the vodka space um, with these women-based products. I thought, I could do this. I could, I could architect a team of women, master blender, distiller, bottlers, tasters, and we could build a bourbon for women. Yes. 
okay. So I, I went down that path and then the marketing Sunday brunch agency, we came in and we did the logo, we did the website, we did, you know, the video production. And, you know, anytime anyone sees any of our collateral or our materials, they're like, wow, who's your agency? <laughs> so I'm happy to say, oh, wow. Okay. Let me, let me introduce you. So uh, it's been, it's been wonderful to be able to be my own client in that space. And then links so that's to- pretty cool. So you- Oh, you just do like a quick 360 turn and just say when I want to introduce you to that the next yeah. person. Yeah, yeah, basically I do. Yeah. And and Link's just won gold at the World Spirits competition. So it's beautiful. It's, it's doing really well. And you can only get it online. So if you go to linkspirits.com, it's also available at Liquorama, which is like the the Costco of online alcohol sales. And they have a discounted price, by the way, at Liquorama. So if you wanted to shop there you from go. Steel, um, and then we okay. only have select retailers and um, like private events that it's at. Sure. I didn't want it to be everywhere. It's very exclusive. Yeah, I love that. I love that completely. And, and you know what? That exclusivity brings attraction to people as well, too, right? It's like, oh, if it's more scarcity, I guess, in that sense, you, you want it. You want to try it. You want to be a part of that exclusivity. Right. And then, and then I also take it to a lot of charity events like golf tournaments or silent auctions. I donate a lot of it to, you know, philanthropic causes, and I'm happy to do that. It feels really good nice. to, be able to have a product to give back because um, sometimes we donate marketing services, but a lot of times they want something that they can auction off. So that's nice. For any entrepreneur, it's not always an, the easiest road travel. So tell me, what are some of the biggest challenges you faced in building your brand that people can remember to talk about? So the hardest part for me has been on the personal side, honestly. Um, I'm a single mother of two kids and I went through a terrible divorce that included, you know, surviving domestic violence and having to co-parent with uh, somebody who is still, unfortunately, um, not really better. So um, the personal side has been the toughest because um it's not it's not smooth sailing you know so my work has been something that i've always been able to put effort into and see reward mm-hmm. on the other side whereas i think personally you know it it's more of a struggle you know being there for my kids and trying to manage everything and you know i'm really involved like i'm room mom and i'm there at every pickup and i'm there at every practice so you know that juggle is, is really where I feel like it's been tough. I totally understand that. I, you know, I think for most entrepreneurs, uh, there's always that kind of a personal guilt of like, hey, am I spending enough time while trying to also survive and bring home enough profit for the family? I think that's absolutely right. But, you know, like you said, it's not smooth sales, but no smooth sales ever made a good sailor. So that's right. Yes. And I, and I do I do believe that, you know, when I was growing up, I was looking for examples of women that had come before me where I could look at them and say, oh, yeah, if they can do it, I can do it, too. Or, you know, this is how they did it. All right. Like that gives me a roadmap for success. So I just hope that other women will be able to look to me someday and say, all right, this is how she did it. Or if she can do it, I can do it, too. Absolutely. Yeah. How do you uh, like utilize the different social media platforms to attract and convert sales. And what tips would you offer to someone else? Um, all right. So social media is just one of those things that, you know, it's it's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. Um, and I think that all companies need to have a consistent social media presence. And that's 
that helps because people just need to see that you're active and that you're still around. You don't need to, you know, most, okay. If you're a service-based business, it's not going to move revenue for you, but that shouldn't be why you're doing it. You should be doing it so that people know what your services are. They know what your wins are, you know, and that you're getting in front of them, you know, to remind people. So the other thing is I would advise people to reuse your social media content in your monthly email newsletter. So, cause just because okay. you're putting it to places doesn't mean that the same audience is going to be seeing it. So that's a definite piece of advice um, and a cost savings. The other thing that I like to tell business owners is, you know, in order to really um, create a successful business, it really does this day and age take two brands, right? It takes the business brand, but as an entrepreneur, if you're a small business owner, it also takes a personal brand. So your business brand is going to have a logo and your personal brand is going to have your face. And, you know, people really f- like to follow people, not just brands. If you look at like, for instance, like let's say Spanx, right? Like Sarah Blakey sure. has way more followers and engagement than Spanx. Not that either one is bad. I'm just saying like people really no, are, like to follow people. So, you know, and if your business brand is talking about your services or your products or customer satisfaction, you know, your personal brand is your opportunity to have more of an emotional connection with people. So I think those are that's really important. And a lot of entrepreneurs haven't figured out that secret sauce yet. They're not comfortable with their personal brand. So that's something that I always try to put out so that people can look at my example and say, okay, this is how it's done. Okay. What would you say your personal brand is? Oh, well, so <laughs> my, my personal brand. Um, well, I always like to start with values. So, um, you know, going through that uh, process to identify your values. So mine, mine is ambition and wisdom and rewards. And I'm really on a mission to empower people and empower um, the businesses that they're creating. Um, so that comes across in um, tactics of, you know, touting different value, um, different content, the videos and photos and copy in those buckets. And I always okay. like to take I always like to take content and say, okay, well, part of it needs to be about motherhood. Part of it needs to be about each of the businesses. Part of it needs to be about thought leadership. And, you know, there's, 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 there's room for course correction because sometimes you might swing the pendulum too far one direction or the other. So let's say all of a sudden you start posting too many pictures, you know, of your kids at soccer and football and baseball. All of a sudden people think, well, is she not working anymore? So then it's like, oh, I'm going to post a bunch of business stuff. It's like, oh, wait, is she not a good mom? So it's really about balance and consistency. I love that. I love that. You're absolutely right. I mean, starting off and maybe even till now, most business and owners and entrepreneurs have challenges between networking. Okay. How have you use networking to play a role in building your company up? And how have you collaborated with others to achieve your goals? So there's this quote behind every great woman is a tribe or behind every successful woman is a tribe of other successful women. And okay, beautiful. It's one of my favorite quotes. Um, Not to say that I haven't had a lot of amazing men, clients and mentors to have, but I get a lot of support from the women's groups that I'm a part of. Like yesterday I was at the 
Women's Business Development Initiative Luncheon. And it's this intimate group of powerful women who come together to support each other. Um, Or, you know, I'm part of Leadership and Heals, or I'm a part of all these different groups. And I try to invest time into the relationships, not just a member, but an active engagement. And that helps me because I'm surrounding myself with a tribe which share my values and support me and I support them as well. Um, I have to tell you a couple of years ago, I discovered the 75 hard program created by Mr. Andy Frisella. And if yeah. you guys haven't tried it, you have to look up Andy Frisella 75 hard. It is the best thing I ever did for my, not only physical fitness, but also my mental and emotional well-being. And it is 75 days of this like zero option, zero compromise lifestyle where you do two food or 45 minute workouts a day. You drink a gallon of water a day. You read 10 pages of a business book every day, no alcohol and no cheat meals and a progress picture every day. And it was a game changer. And, you know, surrounding really? myself with people like that, who've gone through this, um, who live a disciplined lifestyle has also been comforting. Um, so yeah, I'm sure it's also very empowering. I would say not just comforting because it's a sense of accomplishment. I mean, you go through that kind of level of dedication and commitment, right? That, Hey, if I can push myself while still managing everything else and even my own personal mental and health wellness between my personal life, I mean, kudos, kudos, Miss Rachel. Love that. Thank you. Yeah. One of my my co-founders of the Young Entrepreneur Syndicate has gone through it a couple times as well. And so it's it's a program that you do on your own, but yet you, you, find, you start surrounding yourself with other people who do it. And then it's like this club. It's unofficial. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, the players in the room and who's gone through it. I love that. Yeah. Let me ask you something. How have you incorporated uh, customer feedback into your companies and your overall product development or service development strategies? Um, I'd say the best thing that we have done for that demonstrates that is 99% of our business with Sunday Brunch Agency comes from referrals. And that's the best compliment or testimonial that we can ever get is when a client of ours refers us another client. And it's how we've grown our business. And I'm very grateful for all of our our long-term clients and all the referrals that they've given us been very grateful you ask for like surveys on emails or at the end you have like like uh benchmarks check-ins with them or we haven't formalized anything like that we have a profile on clutch.com okay where some of our clients have left us reviews but we don't have a formal process and well maybe that's something i should implement next year because i think it's a great idea so thank you for that yeah no, no i mean hey you got them on their emails anyways that little feedback who knows what it might play into it and those testimonials can just easily go back to those same good quality websites that you have very good point thank you i like that yeah. let me ask you something being in the pr business what are some pr stunts that you want others to pay attention to i will <laughs> i don't know if i want people to know this or not but it's a best <laughs> So I'm going to share it because the first thing that came to my mind is there are so many p- things out there that are pay to play that people do not realize. So perfect example. Um, there was a, um, I think it was maybe Orange Coast Magazine or Riviera or Modern Luxury or one of those. And <laughs> my my grandmother 
came in uh, to visit and she was like, oh, I got this magazine. It had a list of like the top 10 up and coming business women in Orange County. Look at this. How great. Why aren't you in this list? And I said, they all paid to be on that list or to be included and get those profiles. And she was like, what? And I said, yeah, those are all pay to play. And, you know, I think most people don't realize that with PR. Um, There's a big difference between genuine earned public relations, where you genuinely have an editor or reporter writing about something that you've done or accomplished or news versus you're paying to have your name and your face and your bio in a magazine or in press. So that differentiation, I think, is, is important. And then there's a lot of low hanging fruit of, you know, places that people can get genuine earned PR, but I'm not going to give away all those secrets because that's why they can call us and hire us to help them with that. (laughs) I tried. Don't say people. I didn't try. I tried to get it around in a difficult question on purpose, but dang it. She's good at what she does. Let's be honest. All right. Well, all right. Speaking of some tips. Wait, a lot of, a, um, a lot of advertising agencies don't have in-house public relations, they outsource it. And because of our background um, with agencies and the fact that we do PR, sometimes advertising agencies do hire us to help with their own internal PR, which is also wow. a very niche space that I like. To I think in. public relationship sometimes is a word that gets too big for people and companies to understand at times as they're rising and in their growth series. So can you expand on that? What will that do for them? And why would they need that service? Okay, so I want you to think about three circles. And you can even like draw these, right? Um, Almost like imagine like a Mickey Mouse. Okay, but they're all but make them all overlapping a little bit. So you have right, one of them is earned, one of them is owned. Okay, and one of them is paid. So you've got three circles, earned, owned, and paid. And all three of those overlap. So first, I'm going to tell you about owned. And owned are the the places and spaces that each company owns their own content. This is your website, your social media, your newsletter, right? Your flyers, the things that you make and pay for, okay? Now, this whole ecosystem of these three areas should all be working in harmony with each other to tell a consistent story. So you've got your own platforms first. Then you have your paid platforms. This is your Google ads, your pay-per-click, your your ad in the LA Times or the Orange County Business Journal, right? Like areas that you're, or you're retargeting ads, right? Like, so whatever creative assets you're using for paid should be also reflected on the platforms that you own. All right. So those should be working together and complement. And then you have the earned bucket and earned. That's where public relations comes in. And these are earned. They're not paid for. These are when you have an editor or, um, excuse me, a reporter who covers a piece of news because you have a new product launch or you've won an award, something newsworthy has happened with you or with your company or your service or your product, and you're putting it out to the world. And so each piece should help each other. So let's say you get an article written in the Orange County Business Journal. Well, that should also Mm -hmm. be captured on your website. And then maybe you want to do an about that. So everything is cyclical and working together in harmony. And that is an overwhelming reality for a lot of people. 
because they haven't broken it down that way. So we can even come in and just help give somebody this roadmap and teach them how to do it if that's what they need. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a golden nugget. We got the full breakdown. She didn't leave us disappointed. I'm so grateful for that. Thank you. But I'm not letting you out of here without asking you. With all the things that you do, okay, and all the ways that you manage your day, you have to probably in today's world have to rely on some ways to be efficient. So what are some apps, tools that you use in order for yourself to be efficient throughout your day? Give them to me. All right. Well, first of all, I'm going to tell you that I do list some of those in the book. So if you have Amazon, go to Amazon and look for the book Grit and Grace. I just put it out. It's a bestseller on Amazon and it has a lot of these tips and tricks and many, many more in there. So get the book, but um, I will answer your question. We'll answer your question. So I just shared today the free tool for every time you're on a Zoom call or any video conference called Fathom. Fathom will do virtual note-taking for free. It'll give you a transcript and a summary. So I really like Fathom. I also really enjoy the AI-powered video editor Opus Clip. Opus Clip will take a long-form video and use AI to cut it down for short-form video for you. There's a free version and a paid version. So I would definitely use those. And then of course, I'm a fan of like CapCut and Canva and you know some of those other more well-known. Right. So there you go. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this, this podcast needs to Canva. Come on, sponsor. Let's do this. Let's figure this out. Send me a hoodie or something. <laughs> <laughs> Last question, Rachel, before I let you out of here. And if you could give any aspiring entrepreneur, whether in your agency or just as an entrepreneurial single mother, what advice would you give them? Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> um, I guess the advice, um, the advice I would give is to the next generation of leaders um, who are going to continue carrying the torch forward. Um, continue to reach higher and leave your mark on the world fearlessly, you know, going after your goals. That's I love it. that. And you know why she can say that? Because she has a non- a, a, another company called Young Entrepreneurs Syndicate. Please look to that. It's an online, uh, as well as uh, she works with other schools in order to help mentor the youth and the leaders and entrepreneurs of tomorrow. So trust me, this lady is doing it all. And we are privileged at Voyage LA to have you here. I hope you had a wonderful time. Thank you for all that tuned in. For Voyage LA, I'm your host, Kevin Mullick. Proud and privileged as always. Miss Rachel, hope you had a great time. Thank you for being here. Thanks. Bye.